Hello, and welcome to the Strong Roots Podcast. The goal of this podcast is to educate all of our listeners, as well as myself, on ways to strengthen our roots with conversations over health and wealth. We love to do this by talking to and telling the stories of others. I believe in waking up each and every day being better than I was the day before. And I find awesome podcast guests that I see nailing just that. They are focused on strengthening not only their roots, but the roots of those around them. I would like to give some background on our guest, Megan Black, and list some of her accomplishments, and then we will let everyone hear from Megan. So Megan is a board-certified nurse practitioner that practices in the state of Oklahoma. She started out as a licensed practical nurse, then became a registered nurse, and graduated with her associate's degree in nursing from Eastern Oklahoma State College. She obtained her bachelor's degree in nursing from Southwestern Oklahoma State University. She obtained her master's in nursing nursing from Maryville University. She has experience as a nurse practitioner working at an integrous hospital as a nurse practitioner hospital, hospitalist. Is that how you say that? Um, hospitalist. Okay. And a top 100 hospital in the nation. Prior to her becoming a nurse practitioner... She also had extensive nursing experience gained right here in McCurtain County in home health, medical surgical nursing, and intensive care nursing. She is also a member of the American Association of Nurse Practitioners. She is a certified injector for Botox and dermal fillers through Allergen Medical Institute. She opened a rural health clinic in Brokenbow, Oklahoma called Black Oak Clinic in January of 2018, where she is the sole health care provider. And Megan is married to Devin Black, and they make their home outside of Idabel, Oklahoma. So welcome, Megan. Hi, thank you for having me. Yes, I'm very excited. I guess I could say we're distantly related. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it is distant, though. Um. I don't even know the, so I guess our parents are first cousins, so I don't know what that yeah. make us. Yeah. I don't follow that kind of stuff very well. <laughs> um, when I was thinking about this, I was like, I don't know as much about Megan as I should know, being that we're somewhat um, related, yeah. but so I was like thinking about like, what did I know about Megan and things like that? And I was like, I don't even know where Megan graduated high school from. So where did you graduate from? So we, you know, growing up, we moved around a lot. I don't know if you know that, but we moved around quite a bit. Um, I think my sister and I counted up one time. I think there was 28 different places that we lived by the time that I graduated high school. Wow. I did not know that. Yeah, it was a lot of moving, um, lots of different houses. Um, But anyway, we ended up in Calera, Oklahoma, which is outside of Durant, And I graduated from there. But when people ask, you know, where are you from? I always kind of hesitate because I just, (laughs) I'm not real sure. Um, So just southeastern Oklahoma, anywhere in there is home, I guess you would say. Yeah, Yeah. that's, I mean, and most of the towns around here are very similar. So kind of gives people an idea. It's, you know, similar background, most small towns. And um, I remember thinking that you... I graduated in Calera, but I wasn't for sure um, exactly yeah. where. So, um, so, and then where did you go to college? Like, did you go straight um, to, did you go to Wilberton first? 
but no, you know, I, I, after I graduated high school, which I was, you know, pretty, pretty ambitious. I was that kid that, you know, if you missed a spelling word, you would cry for three days and be upset. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so really, really top A. And I was pretty ambitious outside of high school. Um, you know, I ha- already had some college kind of tucked away before I even graduated high school. I had a pretty good amount, um, more than most people. And I kind of started at Southeastern, but just could not figure out for sure where I wanted to land my feet. So it took a little bit to figure out, you know, kind of my path. Mm -hmm. Um, So, but uh, I actually kind of finished RN school back here in this in McCurtain County. Yeah. I remember that you were here, but I didn't, I can't remember if it was like, because I'm a little older than you. So I was gone for a while and I, I remembered you being in the area, but I wasn't for sure when or, or how that went. Yeah. Um, and then I knew um, you were working somewhere, right, as a nurse, and then you guys moved to the city? Yeah, so I worked for the local hospital um, for quite a while, and, um, you know, I just kept going to school, kept going to school, like working mm-hmm. full-time, <laughs> you know, school full-time. It just never stopped. And um, after I graduated nurse practitioner school, we, you know, kind of dealt with some, some infertility issues. And I was, I think, kind of not sure what was next for us. Mm -hmm. And so I convinced and negotiated with my husband, um, to move to the city because I wanted to do, um, hospitalist work, which is about as hard as it gets. But I thought, you know, if I can do that, I can do anything. And so I negotiated with him. Well, hospitalist is like if you were, you know, transferred to like Integris Baptist or uh, a larger facility where you had, you know, more access to different specialties or whatever. Um, I was at a big hospital. And if you were admitted and you were on like a regular medical surgical floor, I would be the person that would be coming in and saying, okay, you know, we're going to discharge you today or, um, you know, putting in the orders for your medicines, um, kind mm-hmm. of, kind of coordinating your care and doing all of the nursing orders, that kind of thing. So okay. I'd be the person that would be walking in the room that you'd be waiting for and, and kind of be agitated that it was taking so long. <laughs> that would be me. <laughs> that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so that's whenever, yeah. so that's when y'all moved, y'all lived, uh, and where did y'all live exactly? In the city? We lived in Oklahoma City. Yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure I was right. So that's what you did when you were there? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We, uh, we did that. And um, my husband, I had to promise him that he could become a pilot. And mm-hmm. so that's oh. what he wanted out of the move. So he did that as well. That's so. fun. I know I've seen a few where you guys have been on some trips um, where oh, he yeah. got to fly you around. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, not yeah. Uh, he loves it. Yeah, most husbands don't get to put their wives on a plane and fly them somewhere <laughs> for the weekend or something. So that's, okay, so that's what he tells me. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> he seems like a pretty fun guy just based on y'all's pictures. Um, oh yeah. So then you guys decided to come back to this area, right? Yeah. So in the city. Um, I was doing hospitalist work, which is, I mean, it's, it's rough, Carrie. I'm, I'm not going to lie. It's, mm-hmm. it's rough. 
Um, the hours are long um, and it's just kind of never ending. I learned a ton, but mm. kind of the whole goal along the way was to open my own practice from the get-go um, okay. all along before I even got into nurse practitioner school was to open my own practice. And so once I kind of felt more confident as a novice, like nurse practitioner, and I, and I you know, I dove in, I learned, and I, and I needed to learn, um, then I felt like, okay, now it's time. Mm-hmm. So we moved home where we're really, really connected. And most people know us or know of us. Um, I think a lot of that's because of, of Devin's family. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people are familiar with them. But anyway, um, we just, we moved home and opened up shop. Yeah, which is, uh, you obviously have the entrepreneurial spirit if that was the goal from the beginning, which is, yeah, yeah. it's such a roller coaster, like to think, I want to start my own business. And then you throw in our small area, which it's not super small, but it's definitely harder than being in a city and, o- and opening a business. Um, yeah. And just the what, you know, now you're not just going to work every day and treating patient patients. You're, you also have to do the back end work of owning a business that oftentimes people don't realize how much work that is. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, there's a lot yeah. to it. Yeah. So like just backing up a little bit, when you were growing up, did you know you always wanted to be in the medical field? Not for sure. Um, but I had, I had kind of an early knack for it. Mm -hmm. Um, I can remember, you know, around here in Southeastern Oklahoma, we have mammies and meemaws instead of grandmas a lot of Mm -hmm. the time, (laughs) but I can remember, you know, being pretty little, I would say seven or eight, somewhere in there. And I can remember my mammy, um, taking a bag of trash out to put in the back of her truck and there was glass in it, it glass in it, and it uh, it cut her leg pretty bad. And I, you know, set her down, elevated her leg, applied pressure. Even <laughs> at that age, I knew what to do, and I was explaining to her what I was doing and why. And I remember her looking at me like, "How do you know this?" <laughs> and I just, you know, shrugged like, "I don't, you know, I don't know." Picked it up somewhere, but yeah. um, I kind of always had an early knack for it, and then as far as getting into nursing itself, that happened whenever she was on her deathbed and I was observing the hospice nurse and the hospice nurse was, you know, just full of empathy and she was so patient. And I remember thinking, I can do that. I can do that. I can help people. I can do that. Yeah. And so that's kind of when I made the decision for sure. Okay. I'm in. Yeah. I think, I mean, that's, it's, it's funny how we can stem things back to like, and, and it's, I guess it's our personalities too. Like, what did we like when we were little? And so like, I always liked numbers and being organized. And when I was in kindergarten, I think I wanted to work at the post office because I really liked checking mail. And <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to like organize the mail and see what came that day. And then as I got like a teenager, I opened a checking account and I really loved like balancing my checkbook. And then I was oh, like, Carrie, I, could, <laughs> I was like, I could just balance people's checkbooks. Like that would be so fun. Oh, you know? my goodness. So I think 
It is funny. And I think maybe we're probably fortunate too that we recognized the things that we liked and we were good at because I do think there's some people that have a hard time figuring it out. Um, So I think that that's a, I guess a blessing that we have. Um, And I had that same, like, I really want to start my own business. I want to help people with their money and uh, you know, that journey in, in the financial world is so confusing anyway. And there's so many different mm-hmm. words like, you know, financial advisor, financial planner, you know, investment advisor, investment analyst. Like there's just, it's a confusing world. Um, mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I didn't originally start out in this career. So doing research as an adult, you know, trying to figure out what I wanted to do um, and just taking that leap and doing it, um, I figured out there really wasn't anywhere for me to go to work. So I had to open yeah. my own, my own RIA or at least doing the type of financial planning that I want to do um, or that I do do. So opening up a, a business and kind of starting on your own is uh, it's so rewarding, but yet so challenging and the hard work that goes behind the scenes. And I think that, you had kind of, um, one of my questions had been about like, was it more work than you imagined? And you had said, yes, insomnia, brain on fire at 3 a.m. and that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's it's so crazy. You know, whenever we were living in Oklahoma City, when, it, when, it, when I knew, okay, we're going to sell our home, we're moving back to southeastern Oklahoma, we're opening this practice, I developed insomnia. I have never experienced anything like this. I would wake up at three o'clock on the dot and it still happens from time to time, maybe, maybe about twice a week for me. I cannot go back to sleep and I have just all of these ideas Mm -hmm. that I want to do. Yeah. It's like, you know, five, five thirty in the morning, I can't wait for the day to get started because I have stuff. I have new things I want to do. I have new things I want to roll out. Mm-hmm. But I know a lot of the insomnia just stems from, you know, the anxiety of, you know, you're on your own. You are yeah. on your own. Yes. I mean, so. and I, I think part of it is you're on your own in a, such a small area and then you're on at three o'clock in the morning, you're on your own inside your own head too. Like oh, yeah. <laughs> you have this rush of ideas and, and yeah. I have just, I mean, I'm just awesome ideas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, yeah. I, I, if there was more of me, you know, I could just keep going and going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you do seem really good at, um, you know, social media and some of the things like that where I seem like I'll have an idea, but I'm, I'm such a chicken. Like it's, I'm, I really don't struggle with worrying about what people think about me. I struggle with worrying about people thinking that this is a good idea or a, a good value of their time or, you know, things like that. I'm not really so much. Mm-hmm. Does my video look okay? Do I look silly? But I won't even do it. Cause I'm like, well, that's really, and it is, it is most of the time it's, if I would do videos on financial things, I think people would love it, but um, it's just, I'm a chicken, I think. <laughs> so I know um, I hate, I honestly, I hate doing the videos. It, it's so uncomfortable to me. 
Um, but the thing is, is, and you probably noticed this advertising is so expensive, mm-hmm. you know, radio ads are expensive. Uh, newspaper ads are expensive. Things that you do through your local chamber are expensive. Um, everything that you do with every school that comes in and asks for, mm-hmm. you know, a donation for this or donation for that or a sign at a ball field or mm-hmm. it just is so expensive. You have to have the exposure. Um, but with social media, Facebook and Instagram um, and platforms like that, it's so cost effective. I mean, jump in. Your world on social media mm-hmm. is money. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, and it's not like, it, I, you know, I'm not in the realm of being like a, a social media influencer or anything like that. Um, you know, I know a couple people that do that. Um, I just don't have, you know, the drive for mm-hmm. that. Right. Um, and I'm not stylish enough because it's not a priority. <laughs> but You look pretty stylish. But, you look no, yeah. no, 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 <laughs> no. Uh, I'm totally out of style. But, <laughs> but anyway, uh, I just, I kind of think of like even Facebook, like I, I feel like I just give that access mm-hmm. to me and a little bit of my world because that is money. Yes. You know, it's, I just oh, yeah. think of it just as business. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely like, I think this podcast and, and then, you know, we do a blog and there's different things, but I'm terrible. Like most people in our area don't know what I do. And that breaks my heart a little bit. and makes me mad at myself because the whole reason I did this was because I wanted to bring financial planning to our area. And that's why I became a certified financial planner. And I ended up opening my own business, but I ended up joining another firm because I like the team environment and the lady that yeah. started the firm is a great mentor and she's been in this business for like 25 years. So having her experience and, and support means so much to me, but here I am like she's in New York and now we have clients all over the United States. So now I'm happy and I'm getting to do financial planning, but I have really got to focus on my original intent, which was bringing financial planning to my area And I think with the help and the experience that Amy has, she can help me do that. It's just me being brave enough to put myself out there and do some of those things that I'm jealous that you do. (laughs) So maybe you're going to be my inspiration, I guess. So, yeah. I just, you know, I just think about it like it's business. It's Mm -hmm. not, it's not super personal. You know, I'm, I'm never going to put something on social media that is, super, super personal. Right. Yeah. No, you do a really good job. You do. So, yeah. Well, switching gears to a little bit, um, since we're talking about, you know, owning a small business, um, and some of the challenges, one of my questions was, do you receive like negative comments or just any negativity that you have to squash in general? Um, well, I mean, as far as being in healthcare, yeah, um, or being a woman, or you know, anything like that. I think you know that's kind of one of the things that's really refreshing about being in this area is that there's less of that. Um, you know, in the city, you know, was there some sexism that I had to deal with um, among peers? Yes, yeah, absolutely. Um, 
you know, healthcare, especially when you get up to the advanced practice level or provider level, like it's predominantly, you know, male. Mm -hmm. Um, and so there, you know, there were like comments, but you just, you know, let it slide off your Mm -hmm. back. Um, but uh, you know, I think one thing I noticed is, you know, even in, in healthcare, like say that I was standing in your hospital room and there was myself and, um, a male, uh, registered nurse, the patient might look to the male still, Mm -hmm. um, thinking that that was, was the physician. Right. Um, and then of course you have some, some competition between nurse practitioners and PAs and DOs and MDs here in this area though. Um, I really have not had any issues. Oh, that's really Um, good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've not had any issues in the city. It is more of a competitive environment. Um, there's a little, little more of that, but I feel a lot more relaxed here. Don't have to worry about that. You know, I'm, I'm a nurse practitioner in a rural area. Um, it's kind of what nurse practitioners are known for is kind of going outside of that metro area mm-hmm. and kind of delving into primary care. So I, I think, um, I think it's not so much a big deal. And you know, you've got you've got good nurse practitioners, uh, PAs, MDs, DOs. You've got good ones, and you've got bad ones. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you you never really know for sure what you're going to get, but. Yeah, I would say the ma- majority of people that kind of go um, to an advanced practice level, I would say that the majority of them have pretty good intentions. That's good. You know? Yeah. It's kind of the same for yeah. me. I mean, I've in the financial world, I think 85% of advisors are men and 15% are women. And now I'm not sure which one of the titles, you know, that falls under if it's financial planner, advisor, or if it's one as a whole, but I've heard that statistic before, but living here, you know, and maybe someone didn't come to me because I wasn't a male and I just don't know it, but I haven't really experienced that either, but I have been at conferences where, you know, other women have talked about it and stuff. So maybe that's one of the great things about living in our area is we haven't had to experience that kind of stuff. So that's a good thing. It is um it is a lot more relaxed as far yeah. as professionally, I think. Yeah. Um so let's switch gears and talk about like some of the fun stuff that you do. Um so I know mm-hmm. that you do like primary care, right? That's kind of just like mm-hmm. uh the main thing, but you've done some fun things like I've seen and I've thought like about coming in and doing it, but I just haven't done it. Like the banana drip. Is that what it's called? Yeah, it's just IV nutrition. Yeah. Yeah. There's that. And then um, we rolled out Botox um, for cosmetics. So, you know, your wrinkles um, and then dermal fillers, which you can put in your cheeks and your lips and different areas. Mm -hmm. Um, And I really like doing that because that gives me kind of an outlet outlet to be a little bit creative Mm -hmm. because there's only so much creativity, you know, when you're dealing with high blood pressure. (laughs) So, uh, you know, blood pressure all day. So, um, but I I do kind of like that because it gives me, you know, a little bit of a different zone. Um, And then we added like Botox for migraines a couple weeks ago. And I think we're the only clinic um, other than Talahina or Durant that can, that's certified to do that. 
Oh, that's great. Um, I know a few people that yeah. might should come see you. To be like, that. you know, officially, to do it officially, like, for migraines. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. but, yeah, we do a lot of stuff like that. I've dabbled in other things um, that haven't been, you know, um, a super big hit in this mm-hmm. area. But um, I think the main thing is, is primary care and then every now and then some some add-ons yeah just to kind of keep me kind of going um one thing I think that you had noted and I think I did it on my it was either my second or third episode um we had a lady on and we kind of um talked about gut health was the intention and I think we got sidetracked but I think you had said that was a special interest to you and the microbiome oh yeah we have this um this weight loss program at the clinic and I teach a lot about nutrition, foods, mm-hmm. um, kind of what you're doing wrong as far as your gut health and how it affects the metabolism, you know, how antibiotics um, affect the flora in your gut or your microbiome. I talk a lot about it, how to kind of try to reset the gut by taking out some foods um, out of your diet. We, you know, and I think I heard you even talk about on episode one, I think you'd mentioned prebiotics and probiotics mm-hmm. and those kind of things. So I know you're interested as well. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, we're just starting to kind of dive into gut health issues. Um, I, you know, it's really, really popular on the East coast right now. It'll slowly trickle this way. Um, but I think that, I think that we're on to some stuff as far as gut health goes. And, um, I, I really like to focus in on, you know, healing through nutrition um, and trying to teach people because in this area, I mean, if you go anywhere, it is hard to find um, good, good foods, good, clean oh. foods or cl- good, clean whole foods. <laughs> I complain you know, about I, it a I, lot. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, and yesterday I'd asked two different places like, hey, do, you know, would you mind uh, you know, trying to come up with like a healthy option, you know, I'll help you advertise it in my weight loss program. Like, cause we're, you know, there's so many, I bet we probably have 800 or so people in the weight loss program. And so the want and the desire is here. We just have to kind of change everybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the small area, you know, we have a few chain restaurants and then especially like, um, like in Valiant right now with the grocery store being burnt down. Mm-hmm. Like I was complaining the other day because it's like, I have to drive 30 miles to, to Walmart and Adabelle to buy a banana. Like it's, <laughs> it's crazy. And then at lunchtime, you know, if you don't have your lunch prepared, you know, we're on mm-hmm. the same page having something and there are a few choices. So I don't want to completely say there's not anything. Um, but when you have a few choices and you're in the same town every day, you're like thirsty for something more. Like, can we have something else? Can we do something else? And if you're like me, you probably have that on your idea list. Like maybe I should start a health foods restaurant. Oh, I've thought about it a million times. My husband's like, you do not have time for that. And I'm, and I'm just looking at him thinking, but, yeah. but, but, yeah. but we could maybe do that. Yeah. yeah. I know. I do that kind of yeah. stuff. Not really food, but I'm always like, maybe I'll open a financial planning office. And on the outside, I'll have a bookstore and a coffee shop because those are my two desires because we don't have a bookstore in this county. And I'm just like, oh, I want a bookstore here. So 
you know, when I'm like you and I'm listing my 100 ideas, I don't really work, wake up at 3 a.m. anymore. Usually it's more like 4.30. So I'll think of those kind of things. Oh, but, this yeah. 3 a.m. thing, it's just, uh, I mean, it's on the dot. I can't, it doesn't matter if I went to bed at 12.30 at 3 a.m. I will wake up and it's like there's no going back. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. uh, I, you know, I think I kind of maybe discounted how miserable people can be with insomnia before, but now that I experience it, I mm-hmm. just cannot believe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know we could probably talk for another hour, but I know you have to get to work. So I'll end with a few questions. Um, okay. What is one thing that you feel has strengthened your roots and made you feel like you were better because of it? It could be anything. Um, uh, just a daily decision, a food, uh, that you know, uh, a habit, just anything. Well, I mean, when when you think of roots, I just I, I think about relationships, and for me, you know, working in primary care, I'm actually able to have relationships with my patients. It's mm-hmm. not this hard, fast, swinging door in a hospital where it's like, oh, they're here. Okay, you know, we've corrected this issue, okay, we're discharging them out. I'll never see them again. Right. So I really like the relationships that I get in primary mm-hmm. care. Um, I, I, th- I just think, I think being able to get a hug when oh, a patient yeah. comes yeah. in, you know, that is, that is something for me where I feel like I, um, I almost crave that. Yeah. I just well, crave it, that. It, you it know, to your word, right? Connection. Isn't that your, you said that before yeah, we started yeah, your word, I mean, I just, connection. So. Yeah. I want to connect. That's, that's, um, I mean, that's great. That's not going to, I mean, that's almost the perfect example of how we can strengthen our roots and that's through each other. So that's, mm-hmm. that's a great one. Okay. Another question is, have you given up a food that you didn't really want to give up, but you know, um, was best for your long-term health? So I've been talking a lot with people about, and people are going to, you know, they're going to disagree. A lot of people are <laughs> going to disagree uh, quite vocally, mm-hmm. um, but about cutting down on meats. Oh, um, yeah. You know, I kind of had the experience whenever I was in the city. Um, I worked with uh, quite a few people um, that were, you know, Indians from India that had come over um, and had finished residency here and decided to stay. And a lot of them um, were vegan. And and I would ask, you know, like, wow, what made you decide? And it was looking at the evidence um, with meat in, in relation to cardiovascular disease or heart disease. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I kept hearing it, kept hearing it and thought, okay, you know, I, you know, I get it. Yeah. Less meat. Okay. But I'm not going to give up meat completely. Um, but the more that I learn, the more, the more I want to kind of stay away. Um, right now, a big trend and a lot of people are watching on Netflix, um, that documentary called the game changer. I don't know if you've seen that. Uh, I don't know if I've um, seen that one. I've watched a bunch of them though. Yeah. yeah. You need to watch it. Um, I, you know, I'm not saying somebody has to go full on vegan, but I am saying less meat, go leaner, mm-hmm. eat more fruits, eat more veggies. We are meant to be more plant-based than anything. Um, the science proves that 
you know, and too much of any one thing is, is not good. Mm -hmm. You don't have to have a meat every day. You do not have to have a meat with every meal. Yeah. So, um, that's one thing that I've been really, really working on. Um, and then, you know, like little things that I will do. So coffee, when I started drinking coffee, I would always add creamer and sugar, or, you know, maybe I made the change to putting in stevia or truvia into my sugar because I was attempting to be a little bit better. Um, but, um, slowly I've kind of weaned that down. Like I'll do a new year's resolution and I'll keep it very, very simple. Like I decided, okay, I'll only add creamer. Mm -hmm. And then the next year I was like, okay, I won't add creamer anymore. Something that's really, really simple. Mm -hmm. Um, so I've done things like that. Um, and you know, of course we talk about it all the time, but you know, pop, it's just trash. Yes. Yeah. It's just trash. I mean, a, a, a 12 ounce can of Dr. Pepper with 40 grams of sugar. I explained to people, you know, if you're sitting at a restaurant or a diner and you're looking at the little sugar caddy that's sitting there that has the sweet and low and, you know, artificial sweeteners and then the white packet of sugar, just imagine 40 of those. Like you need to give your metabolism some credit that you're not bigger. <laughs> yeah. Um, pop is just, it's just trash. Yeah. So I try not like a, that's kind of where yeah. I'm at on food. Yeah. Well, those are great. I mean. You're right. The meat thing's not super popular, but I do think people's minds are slowly starting to be changed. And there are a lot of documentaries on Netflix about it. And I've watched quite a few um, and I can't, you know, think of all the names of them right now, but I'm going to have to go back and watch Game mm -hmm. Changer. Yeah, um, I watched the Game Changer. It was it was trending about a week ago, I believe. And it's it's pretty convincing. Yeah. OK, so yeah. last question. What's in store for the future? Since you have so many ideas. So we're going to hold you, know, you accountable I have, here. I have, <laughs> <laughs> so the one that I feel the most driven about right now, Carrie, is I really want to find a way to experience, you know, more joy and what I, you know, whatever I endeavor to do. Mm -hmm. And we're, we're purchasing some land, um, kind of, out on Highway 37, like going towards Paris. And my goal is to start a hobby farm. Oh, that's great. So I'm talking goats, chickens, um, you know, getting some of my own produce. Um, I want to do a hobby farm. There's also a show that was on Amazon. I don't know if you saw that. It's called The Biggest Little Farm. No, I need to watch that. It too. like just inspired me. So I do want to do a hobby farm and, and, and kind of what I was thinking is, is, is the produce that I would have left over or whatever, I would probably just bring it to the clinic and distribute it, um, to help other people get healthy. Um, I'm a long ways away from that. And then, you know, we have other business ideas and we've thrown around the idea of, of doing a podcast and then I do want to write a book. Yeah. I do want to write a book. Those are all. Yeah. They're all achievable. You just have to figure it you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I can see you doing all Yeah. Of I mean, if I could so. just, I just have to start at like 3 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get up and make that your writing time a couple days a week when you're not yeah. sleeping. Yeah. That's yep. a great idea. <laughs> well, thank you so much yep. for doing this podcast before you even start your day. I really appreciate it. Um, and yeah, thank I'll you for having me. Yes. It was, was a joy. 
Um, and we might have to do it again because I think we could keep going. Um, I'll put all your information out there so people that want to look you up can find you, and I'll throw in some of your social media um, links. But I'm so sorry about that. It's okay. So sorry for, about that <laughs> phone going off. That is the clinic is. Um, it, things are happening. <laughs> that's a good thing. It's better than not having the phone ring. So, but anyway, thank yeah. you so much. And it was a pleasure. Yeah. Thank you so much. Hope you have a great week. You too. And that will about wrap up this episode of the Strongers podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to tune in next time for more ways to strengthen our roots.